Let's put a smile on that face. <laughs> Here we are, another episode of Extremely Geeked Out Podcast. I'm here, is Ron, your host, along with some extraordinary uh, gentlemen here, or my co-host here, uh, Kyle Jones and Ryan Kent. Gentlemen, welcome back. Glad to be here, just fresh in off of the plane from the Krakoan Embassy, because, you know, I'm not a mutant, so I can't get there through the gates, but glad to be here. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, Ryan, how you been, man? How's it going? I'm good. I guess I'm out of the loop because I was just up at the, at uh, Westchester County and there's no one there. So I, I guess I don't know what's going on. <laughs> well, 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 let's get you in to uh, get you informed here that uh, this extraordinary topic today is uh, we'll be talking about is X-Men and uh, where they are right now. So basically be uh, keeping up with the uh, Krakoans, if you will. <laughs> um, but I believe we had, we just had a discussion about two years, almost around this time frame ish um, on discussing comics. Uh, when we reviewed uh, Jonathan Hickman's house and powers of X. And uh, that was quite a fun topic we had on your show, Kyle. Yes, yes, because I was mind blown when they did what they did with Moria McTaggart. So I, I'm assuming since we're talking about this, everyone is up to speed with what's been going on and you're reading these uh, stories. But yes, I was totally blown away and I'm still being blown away. I know we're going to get into it, but yeah, I'm still still being blown away oh yeah oh yeah for sure for sure um uh, ryan i knew when we talked about this before on discussing comics you mentioned about not being a big fan of jonathan hickman's but you read house of x and you you did enjoy it house of x and power of x right very much so at the time i i loved it i thought it was a really cool uh new direction for the for the franchise and I, I really looked forward to seeing where it was going to go after that. Yeah. Yeah, man. Me for sure. Me for sure. Also, um, uh, Kyle, you mentioned too, that huge plot twist to deal with Moira and making her into a mutant was groundbreaking and definitely brought things, you know, just changed the game frame of how we knew of X-Men and brought up to this where we are right now, where they, managed to make their own fully functional sovereign nation uh, on Krokoa, the uh, the living island. Um, and here we are today. And two years later, they're making a plethora of other books. And where do you where are you guys with X-Men now, two years later? Uh, I'll start with you, uh, right? Or Kyle? No, I want to. I'm, I'm interested in Ryan. I'm glad you chose Ryan. Yeah, because I'm interested in what he's going to say. 
I, I feel like I'm going to be the wet blanket, but I fell off of almost every X title pretty immediately. I, I gave the, the X-Men about 10 or so issues before I stopped reading that. Uh, I tried Wolverine for a while. I tried New Mutants for a while, but I, uh, I kind of fell off the X bandwagon, as it were, uh, pretty quick, um, as, as these t- titles, uh, took off a couple years ago, and I haven't really looked back since. So I'm, I'm interested in learning about a lot of what's happened kind of since I've left, because I know there are a couple events and stuff, so I'm gonna have a lot of questions as we go along. I got you. I got you. Um, Kyle, what about you, man? So over the course of the pandemic, I noticed, you know, I've probably said this before, that majority of my watching has or reading has gone to the digital version of comics. And I find myself only, for the most part, minus, say, Fantastic Four and a few others, only buying X titles. Now, I have not picked up the new Wolverine I didn't really get Fallen Angels that came out, but for the most part, all the rest of the books that they've had, I've read, other than maybe X-Force, whenever I go into enjoyment, I've not really liked the artwork and the style of the story, but other than that, I've been on board and actually have enjoyed, for the most part, I've enjoyed the ride. Yeah, yeah. You know... I guess I'm going to play the bridge between here because I understand, Ryan, why you have you fallen off. It's a lot. It's a, it's a lot. And some of the side titles kind of don't really, in a sense, don't really matter to what Jonathan and Hickman set out to do with House and Powers of X. And Kyle, I'm there with you at some point where because there are some there are some other titles that are really good and. I'm kind of holding on. I'm actually still holding on with Marauders, honestly. I'm still reading that. Um, I like Marauders, actually. Yeah, yeah, it's it's actually good. I, I, I the first issue about when she wouldn't wasn't able to, you know, walk through the gates that raised everybody's eyebrows because we talked about this in the part two of this discussion on um, discussing comics how she didn't was wasn't able to go into because there was other. Plot twists that happen in Powers and House where it put basically Professor X in this weird light where he doesn't really seem all too noble and not re- doesn't seem like he's really doing a good thing, per se. I think, I guess what helps out here, you might agree with me on this one, Ryan, is that Jonathan Hickman He's a he's basically a world builder when he makes when he writes his stories and they can tend to be huge. X-Men, I believe, is like the largest story that he has ever put out in Marvel. I thought I really thought Secret Wars was big because he had a lot of side side titles in that event. Like there was no way for you to actually keep up with all the side titles along with Secret Wars. So I understand where you, where you have so much going on, it's hard to keep up with it. And some of the stuff doesn't really have any ties to what you're actually reading is you, you, you lose interest to it. Right. And, and, and to agree with you. Okay. So if I'm going back to the, what I did read of the X-Men run, like the regular X-Men title, I read, 
I, like I like I said, like the first ten issues or so. Mm-hmm. You're right. He's fantastic at world building. There was tons of world building in there, but it it felt like you know nine ten issues in, there wasn't a whole lot of story going on. Right. There wasn't a whole lot of something to grab onto. There wasn't, a, and and I feel like that's kind of a, a, a point I hit with a lot of Jonathan Hickman stuff uh, that I read, where I I get to a point where it's I mean I either I'm here for the world and and what's going on, or I I start to lose interest because there's there's not really anything happening that is uh, you know driving the plot forward for me and, and really maintaining my interest. Mm, I got you. Well, let me add to what Brian just said specifically about the X Men title. The X Men title for the last two years or year and a half has been this revolving story. An anthology almost of different cast of characters and different premise. It's not been a core X-Men team because at the beginning, you know, Charles said no more X-Men because we don't need them anymore. Now we're about to get a new volume of X-Men with the Cohen superheroes, the, the team that the Cohens have um, elected. But that being said, we didn't have that, and I think, for me, I missed that consistent team. Even though I read it and I enjoyed the stories, there was no Agreed. consistency. Agreed. I feel like when, you know, this I'm, this, I'm not even critiquing the story. I'm not saying this, this format of telling a story is bad, but it's not what I want from an X-Men title. What mm-hmm. I want, okay, if I'm going to be reading this run of X-Men, I've got one writer, I've got one artist, and I've got an established, you know, these, you know, five, six, seven team members that are, it's going to, the story's going to revolve around and we're really going to ha- watch them interact and grow. And they're, they're, I feel like a lot of the best X-Men stories, you know, did it that way. You know, Astonishing X-Men, New X-Men, uh, Uncanny Avengers, just to name some of the more recent ones. But with this, you're right. It's like an anthology world building thing, which is fine, but that's not what I come to my X-Men stories to read, I guess. Yes, if you had the Nation of Kokoa and that was the title and that's what we were seeing, but by all means, I'd be there for it because that's what I would Bingo. expect. Yeah. Yes. Kyle, where are you now? I guess where would you be now with um, the X Men titles? Oh, I mean, I'm all in. You know I'm I mean? I'm excited about, or I'm I won't say excited. I I do like the fact that when I pick up an X Men title or an X Men title. I don't know what to expect. And for someone who, you know, once again, I'm sharing my age, but once again, for someone who's almost 48 and has been reading X-Men since he was about 10 or 11, being excited in the sense of I don't know what to expect is a good thing. Mm. You know, it's I don't know where they're going next. And that intrigues me. So, I am there for it. I don't know what I'm excited about the most, but I know that I don't trust Charles, and I know that they're fixing to do something big. What whatever big is going to be, I don't know, but I think they're about to do something big with this Hellfire Gala. Oh yes, yeah, and you you can you can sense that. In Marauders, or at least that's like the one storm that's in the horizon right now in Marauders. Um, 
that and also I don't did you pick up Way of X? Did any of you pick up Way of X number one? Yes. Yes indeed, nope. yes. Yeah. It that I feel that that is another storm because that one definitely gives you it homes into a little bit, at least like the first couple of pages with Professor X and in there, if anybody hasn't read that yet, but um spoiler alert, but the first couple of panels you see like he's dreaming about something and in that dream someone's calling him a betrayer. So you could tell that guilt is on his shoulders so far in this in this arc of um X-Men. And like you said, it like you don't know what to expect, which makes it more intriguing and you know I'm, that's why I'm still staying in just just a little while longer. However, I noticed in the latest um, Marvel previews book um, for July, um, looking through the catalog and seeing what was coming up for that month, and I noticed a new X Men title. Well, it's not a new; it's still X Men, but it's not under Jonathan Hickman anymore, which is interesting to me. Yeah, that's the new, new the new version with the new tame. Uh, new, okay. Real, can we touch on that real quick? Can you who who who's the who's the creative team behind it, and what is the actual team of X Men that that that's going to be the I guess the elected team you're saying? All right, so I don't know who the it actually I do know I do know is actually Gary Dugan who is the writer and Pepe Larez who is the cover and interior artist. All right. Awesome. Very solid team. Yes. I, I, I do like that, that creative team right there. That's pretty good. So like what Pepper uh, speaking does. of Hickman, Hickman has a new as yet unnamed X title that will spin out of this hellfire gala. Mm. That's why he's not on X men anymore. I got you. That makes sense. Yeah. But I know who the team is, unless you do. Uh, I, I don't know it. Oh, okay. Yeah. So the team consists, of course, Jean Grey, Cyclops. It will also have Rogue, Pyro, Sink, and um, Banshee, and Polaris, hmm. I believe. A little bit of classic and a little bit of new. I like that. Yeah. Huh. Like at like uh like original Banshee, uh I believe so yes original Banshee and I said sync I don't think I also said Laura Kenny Wolverine. Very peculiar. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, my my interest is very is definitely peaked. And the way they're doing it, I like the way they did the concept. Number one, the fans got to vote for one character and they chose Polaris. And the concept of this team is the nation actually votes, and I think it's going to be a yearly vote, you know, like a democratic vote where people of Krakoa will vote and say, these are who will be representing us as X-Men for the coming year. That's cool. That is cool. And I loved reading that through Ten of Swords. Um uh, that was I thought that was pretty cool. Them actually reselecting their 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 roster for X Men. I thought that was pretty cool. So if you guys don't mind, I want to give a interesting 
shout out to the writers for this because one thing that they did that I found quite interesting, they took a character that I never either disliked or liked. I disliked the character because they were a, they were always a villain, but I never really had any emotion behind my dislike for the character. But I actually learned to like this character, and that is the Apocalypse. Yeah. Stories made me like Apocalypse. I did enjoy Apocalypse in this character. Like, you see him almost see him in a new light almost in, uh, in, um, Ten of Swords. Um, but yeah, I, I kind of digged him in this, in this arc, man. Like, it was really kind of cool. Actually sad to see him go. Yeah. To be honest with yeah. Like, you, like, I mean, ultimately we know he's eventually coming back, but, yeah, you kind of like you. You really wanted to see more of this character after after the, the event, for sure. I don't know. I'm like I said. I I understand, Ryan. You're you not following up with it anymore, for sure. But man, there's so like they're still giving you good. To me, I feel like they're still giving you good stuff, and that keeps you hanging on more to see what what else is to come. But uh, having said that, like I guess, where do you grade the X Men now? So are you talking about as the one title or as the line as a whole? The line as a whole. Wow. Okay, I would probably give it honestly before House of X. If you would have asked me where would I have graded it, mm-hmm. I would have probably given it. And this is sad, and it hurts me to even say it, but I would have given it at the highest a C, mm. but more likely a D plus or a C minus. Mm. I would probably give it a B compared to where I felt about X Men before House and Powers, because literally I, they were the last thing that I read. It was just recycled stories left and center. So B, that's what I'm going to give it. Even a B. Okay. Um, I kind of feel what your, your, your grade is going to be, Ryan, but, <laughs> but what, what's your, what's your grade? Um, incomplete. I don't know. Mm. I, I haven't read any in so long that I don't, I don't feel comfortable saying, I mean, I, I heard everything's been pretty well regarded, but you know what? I am going to, uh, check out this new x-men number one i just i just looked it up while while you guys were talking and it comes out early july i'm gonna be uh i'm gonna hop back on and see if uh maybe with a a regular cast and more kind of traditional a refresher yeah i might i you know it looks like it might uh catch my attention again so and I also recommend, and it may be horrible, but I also recommend, that's weird. I also recommend, and it may be horrible, but <laughs> the Hellfire Gala, because I'm, something tells me that some of these unhidden or hidden things will become unhidden. Is that going to be a separate series, or is that going to be run it's a, in? It, it's a one-shot. It's a one-shot. Okay, because I keep seeing the art for it. It looks, looks gorgeous. I keep seeing it all over Instagram. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um I had overall. I think I had to give X Men overall a. I say a B. I'll, I'll give it a B as well. I actually l- went back and listened to our previous um, top down previous episodes on discussing comics about this, and 
just hearing what we because I remember the, our question was in there was like, what were we looking forward to after, you know, House and Powers of X? You know, what, you know what we were um, excited for and stuff. And, you know, I was I remember mentioning about New Mutants and I believe um, there was another book. I couldn't remember what it was, but New Mutants I was like excited for apparently in that episode. But that one, I wasn't really all that excited. I mean, after reading it after a while, I was like, yeah, this wasn't this wasn't really a good pick for, for me. So um but there, I mean, there was a couple of other ones. X Force Two, I kind of, I kind of just left it alone after a while too. But there are other, like I mentioned before, there were some stories like Marauders that still I'm still holding on to because it's still a good story. Um, that's kept keep me on, and to a certain point, Excalibur for a little bit that I, um, I held on to. Um, I'm actually liking Way of X. Because this actually, believe it or not, this one actually the origin to um, the religion in power. I believe it was in Powers of X. So this one, seeing how this actually started, I thought that was pretty interesting. And also, we mentioned a while back about how we thought um, how weird it was that the X Men have used the resurrection thing, and that now them using a you know, this as an, like, bring it up the actual issue. Like, it's an actual issue in the, in the books now. Kirk, Nightcrawler, who is questioning it, like, how right is this? How wrong is this? You know, he doesn't, he doesn't know him for himself for sure. And of course, seeing, uh, seeing Pixie doing that COVID mission with, um, that Orcus, um, um, hate group, they, uh, she actually stood in front of a actual person standing in front of a point blank range with a gun to her face and took a shot to the face because she knew she was going to be resurrected. She like that was one of the I guess that's an issue with Kurt, like knowing that, OK, if I die, I know I'm going to be brought back that sense of. Not you know, basically that's that lack or better yet lack of of sense of n- not caring whether you die, live or die, knowing you're going to bring back. It definitely brings a morale issue for sure. Right. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And I'm, I'm curious, Ryan, what, what you think of that, because to me, that's the only thing that's kind of a. Turn off slash get out of jail free card, and I'm curious if that fueled your kind of disregarding the stories. Because if there's no risk involved, other than oh well, you know I've got to be reborn again, is does that just kind of ruin it for you? It, it takes away. Um, I don't want to say the stakes because there can be stakes, you know, made without death. And I thought. You know, when I first, you know, when this was introduced, I thought it was a very interesting concept because, okay, you're taking death off the table. What, what are you, what other creative way are you going to show stakes in your storytelling? I thought, it, I thought it was a good way to, to try something new. Um, and I would say one of the reasons I, I jumped off the tiles is because that was never established, in my opinion. I never saw, okay, what is, what are the stakes then if these people die? Because you're right. If these, if you're just going to go up and take a shot, 
at that at that range, you have no re- regard for life in 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 the, that way, and it's it makes you very hard to relate to as a character. Um, again, this is me kind of saying all this clearly without reading it, so I, I could be sounding like a like a dope right now, but that, that that's kind of my view from the sideline. Mm. Yeah, I mean, that, but that, for them to actually bring up that issue into this, like. That the story knows what we're thinking, right? So that seeing that that definitely seems like they're gonna bring this up. I mean, and, and it's gonna be a huge issue about that. And who knows? They Kirk may actually form up some kind of rule to where how often do you are you allowed to be resurrected, or you know, when you die, when will you be resurrected? You know, or or do you ever get resurrected after you die after so many times, right? I don't know, but we'll see what I'm interested. We'll see what's going to happen with um, with Way of X right here, because the first issue right now has definitely got me hooked on that for sure. Having Kurt at, be the one to ask these questions and, and start questioning all this, it seems very right to me. I'm, I'm happy to hear that he's the one who... They're they're taking in that direction. Oh yeah, I, it, it makes total sense for it for it for it to be him. So speaking of things that make sense, and I'll tell you something that that is something that doesn't make sense or something that I don't like, and I think this is the biggest thing that I don't like. So let's say that I was depowered and that no more mutants thing, and so I've been living life. X number of years or however long it's been and now I get invited to Krakoa and I can live on Krakoa because guess what I used to have powers but if I want to bring my powers back I have to go to this gladiator ring called the crucible choose somebody to fight me to the death so that I can be killed so I know I'm going to be killed to be brought back with my powers that is is def- that's another issue to, <laughs> that needs to be addressed. I, I don't like that either myself. And f- like I said again, for Kirk to actually question that, even Scott kind of questioned it too a little bit. Um, yeah, it definitely it's not. I don't really agree with that on entirely all too much. I mean, it sucks that they don't get their powers, didn't get their powers back because of that. But um, ah man, <laughs> you know. But 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 you know the the whole concept, and I'm not trying to be religious here, even though you're talking way of X. But there's this phrase there, but by the grace of God go I. Right. And if you apply that to the story, these mutants that kept their powers, there but by the grace of God go them. Mm-hmm. And you know what makes it to where. Joe or Sue or whomever over here who lost their powers, why can't they just be put to sleep or something? I know you've got to quote unquote die, but the spectacle of you've got to fight for your power. It is, yeah. Dumb to me. I think it's a little grotesque, if you ask me. I feel like there should be more a humane way of doing it versus to falling on the sword, if you will. Literally, in, in some sense, if you look at it, if you read the red, it's little almost bit. like uh, a pledge your allegiance to Krakoa, and doing so is you would give up your life. I mean, it's just 
it's just kind of creepy. A little bit, yeah. It, just, just a little bit, yeah. <laughs> um, but there, there it is. Is that how? Um, if you, um, if you really look at it, I don't think it's. I guess as as a paradise as most people think, because like I mean, it, I mean, of course, every country has its issues, but you know, uh, this right here. I mean, it's. I believe. The resurrection thing, I feel like it's going to be probably part of the downfall of Krakoa. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it, it could have been that way. But yeah, that is it. That's all I got, guys. Um, is there anything you guys want to add? I'm just excited over the fact that we're still here. You know, I went back and looked while you guys were talking as to when... We talked about this before. The first time was back August 2019. Then we did another one, episode 43, October 2019. And then we did our final one on February 17, 2020. So that's been quite a while. And we're still talking about this storyline in 2021. So... They're doing something they are doing or they're being committed to it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. We are. They are doing something for us to keep on talking about it two years later, you know, and I think we and them still doing. it. Yeah. And still doing it for, to where it's still entertaining in some level. Um, ah, man. Yeah. I, I'm, I can't believe I'm saying this right now because two years ago I was not even thinking about X-Men, much less, you know, wanting to you know even watch a movie that had to do anything with x-men and here i am having them in my pull list <laughs> every wednesday so that that's that's saying something right there ryan is there anything else you want to add i'll say that if we come back and do yet another installment in six months i will be at least up on this x-men title i am intrigued by this so Oh, I'm jumping back on the bandwagon. I'll have more to contribute <laughs> next time for sure. <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead and propose, and I don't know when it comes out, and knowing my luck, it'll come out this week. But that being said, I'm going to propose we do a discussing comics on the Hellfire Gala mm. after it comes out because something tells me, I keep saying it, that this is going to be big. I've, I will read that too, yes. Nah, I'll go in cold and read that as well. Nah, I'm down for that one for sure. Absolutely. Well... That's it, geeks. We're all geeked out. And if you made it this far, that means you love the sound of our voices and this episode. And we don't want you to stop loving us. Keep on showing love by just hitting that like button. Give us a review. And also, most importantly, subscribe. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. So that way you can tune in every other Wednesday to hear new episodes here on Anchor or wherever you listen to your podcast. Uh, Streaming Geeked Out is a proud member of Discussing Network. Go visit on uh, DiscussingNetwork.com and check us all out. All, all of my fellow podcasters out. Like, for instance, Kyle Jones, who is the founder and also co-host of Doctor Who, a Doctor Who um, podcast. Uh, Ryan Kent here also. He is the one of the co-hosts uh, co of uh, Discussing uh, Comics, a brethren uh uh, podcast that covering all things comic books and uh, guys it's been fun I'm Ron Stevens this is Ryan Kent and 
Kyle Jones saying thanks for geeking out with us. Peace.